Logan, I did not get drafted. As I expected. Uh, sadly, uh, I was next to some of the draftees. I was hoping. I think, you know what I think it is? You know what I think it was? I think my fit just wasn't hard enough. I'll agree with you there. Oh, I don't, you didn't have the the drip that some of the other prospects had out there. Those those prospects were. I, I did. I don't. What was your favorite fit of the night? That's a good one. I mean, Benedict Matherin looks looked pretty good in that red and black suit. It was kind of fire. Jaden Hardy. Uh, Jaden Hardy. Uh, who was? I think Dyson Daniels had a pretty nice. I liked Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams is out of Santa Clara. His fit, uh, it was in my opinion, it was great. Um, no, I, I, I would have to say Benedict. Ben, Benedict is my, is my winner, in terms of fits. He did have a really good fit. I'm not, I'm not gonna take that away from him. Um, well, first off, we got to see these fits in person. We did you know, at this from uh, afar. From afar, but except Jalen Hardy, we got to see that. Cause yeah. Okay. Didn't realize, yeah. So, I feel like he's going to be one of those team teams that people that teams are going to re- regret passing on. He's going to be like the guy who can name all the people selected before him. Yeah, I mean, we witnessed in person him just have to sit at that table in the second round. I felt so bad for him, but you know, he landed with the Mavericks, and I, I like that for him. That's a good. Um, I like that, that yeah. situation. So. I think he'll. I think he was a steal at that point. If you get somebody who's like that talented that late in the draft, so, yeah, like um, good on the Mavericks for finally drafting him because I felt so bad for him. Um, other than that, like I feel like the draft in itself was a pretty, pretty good experience in my opinion. Fun experience. Uh, got to see some players that we watched in college get drafted. Uh. Got to go to Barclays Center. Was that your first time at Barclays? For me, the first time. That's interesting. That's what do you think of it as an arena? I mean, the glass, not the glass, the grass roof is certainly a certainly a look. So for like, it's the. I mean, I've only been to two NBA arenas. I've been to Capital One, I think is what it's called. Yeah, I think so. And and now this one, so. Actually, that's false. I've been at three. I was at the Wells Fargo Center, but not for basketball, for hockey. So the Flyers? Yeah, it was a Flyers-Penguins game. It, oh, okay, okay. I was about to say, why in God's name would you willingly go see a Flyers game? No offense to the Flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would have to say, I think it, it looks nice from the outside. It It's a nice, it's, like... Design a bit smaller than I thought would have it's, been. On it's the a pretty, it's not that big of an arena. Like MSG, I think, is a way bigger arena because I also think, um, I might be mistaken, but the ice and the court are two separate entities. But I might be mistaken, don't take my word on that. It kind of turned off the lights on us at the end, though. Yeah, like <laughs> it was like it, it felt like just it felt so weird because at the end it was just like. I don't know, probably like 70-ish people. But it felt like such a small, like, event. Yeah. At the point of, like, the second round. And it was just, like, a bunch of people hanging out. Like, I think like, it was also... Random foreign players be called, and it was kind of fun. Like, it just, was also very interesting, the fact that I didn't think we knew this at the time, that we were 
like, you know, next to so many draftees. Yeah, Ken- draftees. Kendall Brown, I think his name was. Yeah. Was like sitting. Well, we moved like after the second round started. So he he was sitting like directly to our right. And then uh, Max Christie was, I think, yeah, was sitting behind us. Who else was it? Um, uh, Trey McGowan's was. Oh, was yeah. Trey, Mc, uh, Trey, Trey Bryce. Bryce, Bryce McGowan's Bryce. was right in front of us. So it was cool. Like they were right there. Um, so I thought it was a good experience. So glad we went. It was fun. Would we do it again is the question. Well, it depends on where it is, you know? I mean, I would love to go to other NBA arenas. It's always usually in Barclays. Or is it really? Yeah, it's 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 kind of yeah. like... They should, they should move it around. That's a... Like the NBA, not the NBA, like the NFL draft. They, like, move it around. Logistically, that's the, th- the thing is, though, with the NFL draft, how many people are, like... It's a, it's a whole event. You that's get invited true. down to the right, game. Like, what... what I, once we got to like the late first, early second, it really wasn't very. It was not popping in there. There, there were not a lot of people there. So I can, I can see like that makes kind of that that makes sense. Like you're only really there for the lottery. Exactly. I Most mean, people are only there for the lottery. Yeah. But so my thing I, is, my me. thing is, was was your experience in terms of the people? Because we had we were next in Orlando Magic fans. Yes. We had a nice conversation with him. He was he was very funny. I think him he went with, I think with his girlfriend or something like that, which was interesting. What a that's an interesting date. But I guess they were both Magic fans in New York. They got mm-hmm. weird. Um, Unless he traveled from Orlando, you know this Probably. is this is a big occasion for Magic fans. Yeah, they're third number one pick in the last couple of years. It, I think especially I love sometimes fans of like terrible like terrible teams because so those playing. are the people who know huh so yourself yeah but those are the people who know more about basketball you know like he had some pretty nuanced six he he seems to understand more yeah some of them i, I agree with oh, yeah <laughs> so i definitely think that you know especially fans of fe- fe- birds of feather flock together people who have terrible teams you know I'm not going to hate on an Orlando Magic fan, and he's not going to hate on me as a Knicks fan, you know? But the Knicks presence was felt there at, in, in Barclays. Not a lot of Nets presence, though. I don't know. I feel like being a Nets fan is so corny. I don't know. I what? Judge other fan bases. <laughs> I'm judging the Nets fan base. I mean, you Knicks fans have a, a one singular player who occupies... That was yeah, a large hotel complex condominium, whatever in your head at this point. It's kind of funny. Well, there was the there was the one fan that they had, you know, guess, uh, guess who it was. And it was oh Trae yeah, Young. the guess is draft fit, and it was Trey Young, and she didn't get it. But you know, of course, the the fuck Trey Young chance had to come out. Well, everyone knew who it was. Like first off, nicknamed Ice it was an two time also. Like it's very much Trey Young. But I guess I don't know. She didn't. She didn't know who it was. She didn't know. Not, was, true, not clearly not a true Knicks fan. Clearly. It's just a, a weird sentence to say, but yeah, you know. I if guess. Trey Young isn't occupying at least uh, a five-story hotel in your head, you're not a real Knicks fan at this point. I have yet to find my video on the game day. The people who interviewed me, but it's fine. You know, I guess. 
Maybe they weren't you, here. Maybe you just didn't make the cut. Your your interview wasn't good enough. Probably not. I'm the one giving the interviews. I'm not used to being behind, you know, behind someone else's mic, you know? Yeah. They caught me off guard. Uh, but speaking of getting caught off guard, there were a couple of surprises in this draft, but not as much trade movement as one would say. And we'll get started right now to talk about that, shall we? Let's get started. This is Six Sports Podcast with Noah and Logan. Welcome to the Stick Sports Podcast, the podcast where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It's Noah. It's Logan. Logan. Draft season. Draft day. It's the greatest. <laughs> it's the best day. Draft day. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to do a fantasy football draft. But Logan, how are you? And truly tell me, how, how are you? Um, uh, went to the draft. Got to got to got to come to your house. Yeah. Saw you for first time in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. Got to, been... got to experience good old New York City traffic, which I hate. I'm sorry about that, by the way. Mm. Greatest city on earth, my ass. Not with that traffic. I'm sorry. Hey. Cars don't belong in New York City. They, they don't. don't. It's it's a truly just they don't belong there. Um, and yeah, it's pretty much it. Good weekend. How about you? How are you? Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. I mean, as a Knicks fan, I just block out the pain at this point. Right. Yeah. You you had a tough time during the draft. I saw it was it was just a I think it was more of a confusing time. It certainly was a confusing time. It's like it wasn't like 2K when you get the trade on the screen and you kind of know what's happening. Adam Silver was a little late to the 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 tweet storm of Eat not Ian. That's the wrong guy. A Woj and Shams. Shams was... are both fraudulent insiders at this point, actually. I, I feel like I fear the entire NBA Twitter insider community are all fraudulent at this point. I don't I don't believe anything they say anymore. And so I won't believe any uh, oh, this rumor that this team is rumored to be in on this person. This person is going to get traded. I'm, I don't, I'm done. What, <laughs> what's your, what's your, what's your source now? My source is myself when I read the uh, ESPN article on the yeah. done deal, the completed deal, and nothing else. I do not trust any NBA insiders. I'm sorry. I mean, hey, the supposed top ten trades that were going to happen john collins DeJounte murray the Kyrie situation uh uh-uh, i'm done well hey that's the that's the situation you know people people are gonna always talk and people are always gonna you know speculate speculation is one hell of a drug so yeah, like, but at some point like they've been wrong so many like five days like maybe right. they should stop speculating Maybe this drug is, is not good for us. Well, I love speculation, and we're going to continue to speculate. Free agency is literally two days away, so it's why wouldn't you speculate? At, spec, why wouldn't you speculate at this point? Am I right? Like you're you're hurting yourself by not speculating. But well, in terms of speculation, in terms of done deals, let's just get right into the quote unquote done deals. Let's talk about the draft. Let's talk about a couple surprises in the top five. A couple of people that. No, a lot of people didn't expect to go, you know, in the order that they did. But 
Let's, let's start with number one. Paolo Boncaro out of Duke University at number one. The Magic obviously didn't take a gamble. They, t- they took a guy who can create his own shot, who's big, who's literally a competitor, and who's one of the most talented players in this draft. I, went, I don't know if he has the highest upside, but he's definitely up there with everyone else. What do you feel about the Magic's pick at number one? I like this pick a lot. Um, really needed a guy to come in and generate offense because they had one of the worst offensive ratings in the I think no, they had the worst offensive rating in the league last year and were 29th in points per game. Um, so they really needed a guy who could come in and just help that entire team be more offensively. So I, I really like this pick for them. I, I, I think he has super sharp potential. Um, I agree. I, so he's a good passer. I mean, it doesn't show up on the, like the point that assists per game sheet, but yeah, if you go in and break down his game by game statistics, he had a couple games where he was getting up there in assist numbers. Um, and I, I think I think he was the best player in this draft. Yeah. I think one A and one B with him and Chet. So I like this pick a lot for Orlando. I think they made the right decision here. I disagree with a lot of people who had Jabari going as high as number one. I I just think Paolo has more of a Paolo's ceiling is higher. Yeah, I I agree. Paolo's ceiling is very high, and he still has room to grow, which is probably one of the he he can literally impact the team immediately, and he can you know, grow into something more. And let's move on to that number two pick uh, with Inchet Holgren. People think about his frame. Um, and while th- those are legitimate concerns, 19-year-olds, he can definitely, you know, bulk up. We've seen it happen before. He's, I don't know what people, like, expect from him. <laughs> like, he's just literally, what now, one year removed from high school? Yeah, about. it. And you want him to be like this muscular frame like let the kid get into an nba strength and conditioning program and he'll bulk up i I promise you that and uh i other than that like what is your legitimate criticism with him he literally can do everything honestly he can he has the in terms of you just like you said you know palabon care might be the um have superstar potential. I legit, legitimately think Chet Holmgren could be one of the best players. In yeah, the NBA I agree. A couple yeah. years, he can do it all. He can, you know, score from literally anywhere on the court, um, and literally is seven feet. Who can protect the rim legitimately? And granted, I would love to see him again. That's gonna come with when he gets more strength and more bones on him. Have him more of a post game. Right, and um, I think the Thunder, him going to the Thunder, is going to be. He's gonna have that time to develop exactly. that. So, like, there's no – you would like to see him be good, but there's no rush for him to be, like, this player right out of the gate. So, I, I like that he went to the Thunder, who are – their timeline isn't exactly, like, win now. So, exactly. he, has, he has the time to, to develop, like, get get some muscle, work on the, those the, – the, the post game. So, I like, I like this pick for the Thunder a lot. I like the Thunder's draft in general. I think that – they really maximize the picks that they had. So that's a maximizing the picks that they had is a great, is a great, I feel like going to be the catchphrase on what, if a team did or did not do that the entire yeah. job. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Rockets. The Rockets really yeah. wanted 
Paolo. Well. Right. Yeah. The Rockets were kind of because Jabari Smith was like every here we go. Every NBA insider was like, yeah, Jabari is probably going to go number one. That's projected. So I thought that I think the Rockets thought that Paolo was just going to fall into the lap. And while I think that would have been great for the Rockets, uh, I guess un- if you want to say unfortunately, they had to settle. I'm not, I don't know if they, that's really a, you have to settle for Jabari Smith, but they got Jabari who I don't, I'm not as high on as I think the rest of people are. I feel like um, it's, it's it depends on people think it's like what it's he's what supposed pe- to do. I think it's what people are expecting him to become. And okay. for me, I think that his ceiling is a really good three and D player. I do not think Which he's is, going to be a superstar in this league. Okay. Like, um, well, he could be, he's going to be one hell of a bouncer slash security guy, the way we saw him everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was all over the floor at Barclays. He was there late into the second round. I don't know what he was doing, but um, yeah, I just, I, I feel like he has a lot of limitations in terms of creating his own shot dribbling uh <laughs> passing some interior interior post moves like but already he's one of the, if and for to be a one trick pony what's a one one hell of a trick to have he's one of the better shooters if right not the best shooter he, he's a good he's a good three-point shooter and he's a good uh interior defensive presence but i don't know how comfortable i am with having a player who relies on a heavy perimeter-based shot selection. Yeah, especially that, at his size. Right. And it's like that's a that's a very iffy situation. No, so, I get that. I mean, I like – I think it in Houston, he doesn't have to be the guy. Jalen Green is the guy at exactly. this point. Um, they got Ty Ty Washington, I believe, and Tari Eason. Too, so I thought they had a pretty solid draft in terms of getting some young pieces to potentially build around. But I just don't know if Jabari is gonna. He could prove me wrong. I don't know. I, you, and just, just from what I've seen, and from what like the his play style, I don't know how high his ceiling is as a superstar. But I just I think he'll be a great three and D player. Yeah, and, I agree with you on the Rockets. I agree with you. I don't know what his ceiling necessarily is. If he develops certain parts of his game, I think he could be a great player. But yeah, I just like don't know. how how much can you develop your ability to dribble? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like at his size, he's already he seems to have like cemented where where his game stands. So I don't know what the future holds for him in that regards. Yeah. But let's move on to number four. Number four was probably the big the first surprise of the draft. The Kings keeping their pick because yeah, I mean it, it, a lot of people thought John Collins was going to get traded for this pick, but like it's it's so stupid because it, it, this is the first time we saw a team the team know because a lot of people said Jaden Ivy was going at number four. Um, the Kings, mm-hmm. if they were to draft Jaden Ivy, that would be another just colossal draft mistake for them. Um. But they ended up keeping the pick and selecting Keegan Murray as high as four. I did not Keegan Murray. I was really, I'm still really high on. I did not see him go for him going for in the draft was not something I saw coming. Well, see, I don't know if this is like a, a hot take, but I actually am fine with what the Kings did. 
I'm fine too. I just I'm not here to dunk on the Kings because, like you just said, if they would have taken taken Jaden Ivey, you would have been like, "Oh, that's a dumb Kings pick." But then you said Keegan Murray. You didn't think he would go as high as he went. So I feel like the Kings would have got bashed regardless of what they did. Yes, and I feel like that's kind of unfair. Like I know they're the Kings. It's fun to bash on the Kings, but like. What do you want them to do? It didn't seem like they were going to be able to trade that pick. Maybe they could have traded down to get some value, but it didn't seem like they were able to get rid of that pick. So at, at this position, you take some, you take a player that I think fits them better than Ivy would have. Ivy came out and said he didn't want to be part of this organization. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I get taking best player available, but... How does he doesn't fit alongside De'Aaron Fox? They already took Halliburton. What it was two years ago? A year ago? Two years ago, and, I mean, and they that didn't, didn't work out. They didn't even end up keeping him, which was right. So it, I I think yeah, it's a little high, but I think Keegan Murray will fit in nicely there. Yeah, I agree. A very it efficient is. scorer, and he doesn't need to be like a number one guy. So I th- I think this pick for the Kings was was actually pretty good. It's not even bad. Like looking at his fit in the to the with the Kings, like right now their starting power forward is Trey Lyles. So like, you know. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, I'm not mad at that at all. And the Kings have a lot of good young pieces too. I mean I wish they would have had Tyrese Halbert instead of De'Aaron Fox, but that's neither here nor there. But let's move on to our final in the top five. Jaden Ivey, the Pistons finally went out and got a point guard. Uh, no, um, no, no, no. Oh. Cade is their point guard. Cade is their point guard. Ivy compliments Cade. He should be their shooting guard. I, I okay. I, can I see think that. I I think he projects better at that area. However, he ne- definitely needs to work on his jumper. Hundred percent, and I, I think that Cade is the the point guard there. Okay, and you know, and I get that with um with the Pistons, they're obviously they have a lot of money, they have a uh, lot of. Young I'm pieces. I'm I'm loving the Pistons off season, man. Hey, off season hasn't even exactly. Like, they yet. get they get Jaden Ivey, who's a phenomenal athlete, like John Morant esque. They get Jalen Duran, a nice young center to pair with these two guards uh Cade I think has gobs of potential yes and they have plenty of money to maybe go sign like a Miles Bridges in free agency or something I, yeah. I'm very high on the Pistons right now as I think most people are kind of yeah I feel like that's a popular a popular like take to have going into the NBA season but yeah I'm I'm quite high on the Pistons right now. I'm high on them too as well. Jaden Ivey's a great player. He's one of my favorite players. Um, yes, I he's did say he's a he's a favorite of us both because we saw I didn't see him live, but like he was a guy that we we liked a lot in college at Purdue. So you know, it's not it's not like I continually saying that he would go undrafted or second round. I mean, you know? those those things were said in the heat of the moment. It's yes. Just, they anything. <laughs> Both him and Keegan Murray. I apologize. Yeah, I, See, and both, Adele, of course. I've never. I would never. I've never talked bad about him. I actively never actively. I actively talk. cheer for him during games. Uh, can we? Uh, can we attribute some of like Bryce McGowan's um, 
Oh yeah, Bryce McGowan's. We claim his success. <laughs> we 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 um we not what's the word? We uh, chirped Fred Hoiberg. Yes, and Nebraska. And it, it inspired and, them. And we inspired them to be great. So Bryce McGowan. You no, know, that's just that's what we do. We that's what we do. Uh, it's just that should we should just have a coaching program. Oh, um. But let's talk about some other some other teams. Let's talk about the Trailblazers, who had the number seven pick. Yep. A lot of people expected them to um, trade. As we got closer to the draft, though, you said, no, I don't want to trade. I want Dyson Daniels. Daniels, of course. I Dyson. want the Australian defensive phenom. Exactly. I think a nice defensive wing. And 6'7", um, great size. G League Ignite. I truly believe anybody who touches G League Ignite turns into goal. Because so I was I was really high on him and I really wanted the Blazers to get him, but they decided to go in a different direction, which is fine. I mean, I'm no NBA scout, I'm no NBA GM for a reason. So they took Shaden Sharp, who you know didn't play at all last year. However, their assistant GM, we talked about this, like did extensive scouting work on Shaden, yes. and that makes me feel a bit better because like if he went in like a deep dive on Shaden Sharp and and like really looked at him closely, then he must see something. So I like yeah. that if that's the case. And I mean, I don't know how confident I feel. In the, like I think the Blazers need to do a little bit more. And I think they will. I, I hope. Will. I hope so because Jeremy Grant is fine, but he's not like. I would like someone else next to him. And, and <laughs> I don't. I truly don't think they're done. Um, I don't think OG Ananobi's happening. Kevin Durant's definitely not happening. No, unfortunately. Um, I, there's I a think, lot of offseason. I don't think Aiden's happening because I don't think they have the cap space anymore because of the Jeremy Grant trade. But, I mean, I'm going to assume the Blazers have a plan. They definitely do. They, so, I'll, I'll wait and see. But I, I think I've warmed up to the – I, you know, my draft nights have not been great the past two uh, two times. So, But I've, I've – warmed up to the pick because if they've done their homework um uh, if they didn't do their homework they wouldn't have taken him there so yeah uh so, let's I, talk about the i mean the, i feel much better about the blazers draft than you do about the knicks draft would you care to share of course of course of course so the knicks had two three picks in this draft i think um or two picks they had the number 11 pick last time we had number 11 that ended up being frank Nudikina. uh I don't want to hear anything bad about him, so please refrain. Uh, they picked... You um, and Dan should just start a, a Frank Nittikina-centered podcast. Well, he's great. I don't. I truly don't think that... He, he's a great player, like legitimately great. Um, they great picked... Strong word. Osamani Dang. Who they then traded. Um, at first, I didn't know what to think of the pick. And then yeah, there was... I mean, Shams and Woj were going back and forth on who can be the worst insider. It was just a lot happening. Then apparently Jalen Duran was involved. And then apparently Detroit Kemble was involved and some more picks. So we got three first rounders out of that and Trevor Kills. Like, no disrespect to Trevor Kills, but like, I don't know. And the thing is, I said, I think he'll be a nice young player for them. He's he's not going to play. Um, Basically, and, you know, I came out of this with, like, oh, you know, the Knicks have enough young talent. They're going to trade the pick. If it's not I, it's if it's not Ivy, it's bust, you know? 
then we don't need we don't need anyone else. I'm fine with starting IQ at point guard and whatnot. And then I come out and I hear that every move that was made, um, first off, it's not even complete apparently, was to shed cap space for Jalen Brunson. And then I literally was like, what? Why? Why Jalen Brunson? I'm high on Jalen Brunson, but I don't want him anywhere near my team. Uh, the Knicks had a disgusting draft, in my opinion. And, you know, as Daily Knicks, uh, the verified Twitter account said, tweeted out, there has to be a plan. I mean, I, if that's what you need to hear to help you sleep at night, like, I, I generally don't think there's a plan. I truly don't think. I think well, they're kidding themselves. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Leon Rose hasn't made any, like, colossal failures. I, see, we talked about this earlier, and I disagree. I think the Julius Randle contract is is looking like a colossal failure. As of now, here's the thing: you've gotten one all, you got an All NBA season out of him, right? And that was and, before the contract extension. But that's the thing: what happens when he had, let's say, because hindsight is twenty twenty. What happens if Julius Randle had a great season this year, right? But he didn't. Can, can I finish? Oh, this is a lot of speculation you're doing right now, but okay. if, if Julius Randle had another good season, another All NBA season, we'd have to sign him. Imagine giving Julius Randle 30, 30 to thirty five million a year, because he'd be eligible. We saved a lot of money, and we still have a tradable contract. That's what we do. We have a tradable contract. We may not have leverage, but we have a tradable contract. Um, in signing him okay, to so that extension saying, at that time. So you're saying instead of. So having him having another great year and having to sign him this season, they signed him last season, which looks would look would have looked like an underpay. Yeah, it would have looked like a major underpay. Let's say if he goes out and has even a remotely close seat to successful season, I, I could see would have had, we would have to have given him the max because he would have been a free agent after after this year. Okay, but I can still argue that the contract now is still a bad contract. I mean, you're paying the guy. 25 27 million for the next four years so like it's still a bad contract but here's the thing this is where i disagree with you with that regard because if, if you look in contrast to a lot of the best would you call the russell westbrook contract a bad contract it's a one-year con- it, it's a it's one year and it'll be gone by the end of next season so no but would you call it a, a bad contract at this current moment or when it was signed uh at this current moment, at this current moment, I'd rather have his contract than Julius Randle's contract because it's gone in one year. I think you know it's three more years with a player option. The, the player option is disgusting. He's he's um, gonna be here for the next three seasons, whether he's good or not. Because I don't know who's gonna trade for him, so I'd rather have Russell Westbrook's forty-seven million a year contract, but it expires in one season. I don't know if I, I agree with you on that. I don't know if I agree with you on that. That's I, fine. You don't have to agree with me. I'm just saying. I'm arguing that you're saying that this is his for this is his first colossal failure if he signs Jalen Brunson. I, I don't think many of no, them. If they, it wouldn't be his first colossal failure. The first his colossal failure would happen if they don't get Jalen Brunson, which I don't think they will. That's like I mean, signing Jalen Brunson for 25 mil a year is not like the greatest move in the world either. Because well, to- it's shedding shedding so much of a like. All this for Jalen, like, it seems like they're going all in for him, Jalen Brunson or Bus, 
And the best they're probably going to end up with is like what? D'Anthony Melton? I don't understand. What? Anthony Melton's on the, the Sixers. Yeah, they, he just got traded. So he's not, they're not getting D'Anthony Melton. I, I just don't understand what the idea was because I don't want Melton. DeJounte Murray, I don't think, is actually getting shot. I, I, and I don't think he would go to the Knicks either. Just like I said about, even though I said Kyrie to the Clippers, I did say that Kyrie, I felt like the Kyrie, um, the Kyrie um, news was a bit, I truly think it's all hoopla and he would have stayed in Brooklyn, which ended up happening. We'll talk about that in a little. But, like, I feel like the NBA train market is, is, is not as active as people think it is. And th- even if it is, it's not the players that you expect. I think the NBA trade market is actually becoming much more realistic at this point. Like Christian Wood and Jeremy Grant were two players who people were like, oh my gosh, they got the Rockets got nothing in return. The the Pistons got nothing. Like, no, their value. I, Jeremy Grant is a good three and D player who isn't worth the seventh overall pick. He's worth probably a first round, a late first round pick. Christian Wood is a guy on the – him and Jeremy Grant are guys on the last year of their deal. Player, he's not worth a lottery pick. He's worth a late round pick. So I feel like the NBA is kind of just adjusting to more realistic trades, and and people aren't kind of getting that. I also think that with, with the trade market – value not even value but timeline is a huge thing like i christian wood of course he's going to get traded because why he doesn't fit the yeah, and jeremy grant same does not fit the pistons timeline he's a expiring contract they want to build around the young guys get rid of him boom get a late round draft pick i mean those late round draft picks are valuable for those rebuilding teams even if it isn't like a superstar good role players are hard to come by you see the warriors some of their best players were late round picks Yes, and a lot of... You want those picks. So, I mean, this whole thing came from the Knicks, and I just I disagree with you. I think the Knicks have not made very many good decisions. But, hey, maybe if there is a plan, I don't see the, 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 the greatness of this plan. I mean, they're shedding cap space by trading Kemba for a guy that, you know, we've talked about is kind of best as a second... An option. Well, uh, I think they got they had Jalen Dern for a second, and now he I hear that he traded him. So, and then the picks that they got in return aren't even like the greatest picks. They're all protected. Yeah, uh, one's a a Denver pick, and like Denver's <laughs> going to be in the playoffs. Detroit, they got Detroit protected, and Washington's protected. So, like how. So I, I just you very much to be I don't think the I think what, anything that great on draft night. I think that honestly, the Knicks what they need to do first off. I just I'm tired of the the Leon Rose, the Leon Rose statement trying to justify it. It's not they haven't given a lot of they haven't given themselves any draft capital like you said and. There's not a lot of salary flexibility either. Like, you might as well give us the MLE and like call it a day. Well, like, what are what is there? Like, I'm sorry to rag on you, but what is there to be optimistic about the Knicks? RJ Barrett. But yeah, like RJ, I think is is good, 
But the other young guys, Tibbs isn't going to play them, and you know that because you know who Tibbs is. So you know he's going to trot out Evan Fournier and fucking who else? Other these other veterans that you don't care about. You want to see the young guys play, but then he's going to pound RJ Barrett into the ground for forty minutes a night. And what, like, what are you going to do? Make the play-in tournament? What? Where's the? Where's the future? That, like, where's the direction of this team? And that's what like, if I was in your shoes, that's what I would be upset because he's trying to be like, ooh. Come well, the team. thing is, I've only lived in a set a state of perpetual. Right. This is this is like the expectation for you, but like for him to be like, oh, this is for cap flexibility, blah blah blah. Like, no. How about you have a direction? Like at least the Thunder and the Pistons and the Rockets have a direction. I, I'm way more optimistic about their futures than the, the Knicks. I'm sorry for just beating you. Do the thing. Knicks have the worst? What about the What about the Wizards? Oh, the Wizards are oh. Yeah, I would say the Knicks are. Yeah, the Knicks are in a better place than the Wizards because at least I can point to a guy that is a franchise guy. Who do the Wizards have? It's a Bradley Beal. Apparently, Bradley, Bradley I mean, Beal is ex- expected to resign. If Bradley Beal, but even then, like Bradley isn't a guy who's going to lead them anywhere. Yeah, I just don't think he's that type of player. Well, they have J- Johnny Davis. They have the weirdest core of like stars like Bradley B Upson like Kuzma now they have Johnny Davis it's like whose career is essentially gonna die like I just like I okay I'll give you this I think the Knicks are in a slightly better position than the Wizards are okay would you, okay uh, I would also say the Knicks are in a better position than the Hornets are Ah. Uh, Hornets have Lamelo Ball. Oh my gosh, they're not going to be. If Miles Bridges leaves, maybe, I mean, if Miles Bridges leaves, maybe you have a case. Then maybe I would agree with you. But if Miles stays, then no, I I think the Hornets are in a better position than the Knicks. I think the Knicks. No. You know what? No, they're in a better position than the Kings because at least the Knicks have made the playoffs in the last. Yes, we made decade. the playoffs last year. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take I'll take the Knicks at this point. So there you go. There's a couple teams. All right, word. Okay, good, good, good. I'm glad. And then, in, in terms of future. Let's talk about the other winners and losers in the draft. Um, the Golden State Warriors mm. had a really good draft. I, I, I agree with you. The rich really got richer. I mean, because yeah. I, I just don't understand. Um, I mean, they don't, Tyrese Martin ended up going to Atlanta. But I think they got who they got. They, Patrick um, Baldwin. Patrick Baldwin Jr. was a project, but is but he was projected to go in the top ten at the beginning. There wasn't he. Yes, I think the Warriors can afford to take a project. They yes. have great development, so we've seen. So, well, they took. They have three, two projects on their team right now, and I think one of them is going to pan out. The other one's going to be traded, but we'll see. Is this Wiseman? Yeah, Iceman's gonna be probably true. Yeah, I mean that's fair, but I think Kaminga and Moody are gonna be pretty solid great. for them. Kaminga and Moody are gonna be great. Um, um I, another winner I have is the Pelicans. They got Dyson Daniels, uh, which is great. More defensive presence there for them, and then they got EJ Liddell in the second round, who I thought would would have been a late first rounder. Yeah, EJ is so great. Look, their other team that. Uh, 
I think are going to be pretty solid next year. Um, if Zion is back healthy, they got, I think they're, they're starting five and a couple key uh, bench pieces are shaping up to be really competitive next year. So I'm excited about them. I think the Bucks with uh, Marjan was a great pick. I think the Bucks have kind of slacked on these later, these on their first round picks. 100%. Is, like, they're not really hitting as much as they should be. And I, I think that the, um, he, he is a great, like, he's had a lot of adversity. And I'm really hoping that he does well. And I think the Bucks is a really good place for him to go. I would say that um, the Grizzlies had an underrated draft as well. Um, they ended up getting David Roddy from the Sixers through yes. a trade. Um, and offloading DeAnthony Mellon, who was kind of in the room. So that was good to like get something for him. Didn't they get yeah. Danny Green too? I think they did get Danny Green in that trade too. So that's, I mean, if he's on the team, like I don't know if they're going to move him they're again. If, if he's there, that's a nice veteran presence for a fairly young team. Okay, they got Kennedy Chandler. They got Kennedy Chandler. Yep. Um, through a trade, and then they ended up getting Vince Williams Jr., who I really liked out of VCU. It's a they had under it's a very underrated draft, but you know it's not. What else are you gonna say? I think my my final one for winner would probably be um the Pacers. Yes, Pacers also had a really good. They got Benedict Matherin. I think I forget who else they got, but. There's another guy they got in the second round, maybe. Oh no, yeah, Andrew Nemhard. I think that was like, and Kendall Brown, who we saw got traded in front of our face. Um, I think that was a nice draft for them. I mean, they're rebuilding, obviously, so any young talent they can get um, is good. I'm trying to think of any losers. Obviously, we already talked about one, but um. The Heat. You don't like the Heats? I I don't know. I feel like they got Nikola Jovic, who is a pro project, I think. I mean, I trust the Heat. I, I trust it. I, I don't know how they've they've never really been good drafting. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about another team that I liked. I like the Spurs Legend. draft. Yeah, the Spurs just got a shit ton of talent the, that they're gonna the Spurs do. with oh. uh Jeremy So. Han and Alki Branham, who could have probably went higher, to be honest. With Alki Branham's such a Spurs player, though it makes sense. And uh, Blake Wesley, I, I think they had a good draft. Yeah, I, I'm trying to find a team I didn't like. Um, I don't know the Celtics. Granted, yeah, they had I mean, a. I get, like, I guess you could say I. I guess you could say the Kings if you didn't like that they reached quote unquote for Keegan Murray and then also. Drafted Jaden Hardy to trade him to Dallas. Like maybe the Kings and like maybe some of the teams, like the Suns didn't draft him. They didn't have a pick, but they didn't even get anyone in undrafted free agency, really. I don't really like the Hawks getting AJ Griffin. You don't like that? You don't, I, yeah, you weren't, you didn't seem too high on AJ Griffin when we, we talked about it at the he, draft. He, um, he was, he, I'm high on him as a, as a person. <laughs> He's like a nice kid. Yeah, uh, yeah, this guy. <laughs> but shit, boy. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah, and at 16, I think that's fine value. But you, you said I, I think what you said is that he's not really that great defensively. And he's not good defensively. His three point shot is really inconsistent, and I. Yeah, so he's also a terrible finisher at the rim. Like it's actually 
he doesn't attack as much as he should, and he's legit terrible at the rim. Like when you look at the way this um this Duke team was actually comprised, it's not surprising that they uh that they weren't able to win. Uh, I really like the Cleveland Cavaliers draft. The Cavs did yeah, really well. Another three and D player. I mean, they just kill it there. But um, one more, I guess, if you want to nitpick, um, the Hornets. Oh. I was like, gonna say the Hornets because they. Because like they had Jalen Duran, but then they traded him away, and they got Mark Williams. And I, I feel like Duran was is a better player than Mark. Duran had a high upside. Mark Williams, right. is what you're gonna get. I, I, but like it, it's fine. Like they still got it. I think they needed a center, and they still got it. But just the fact that they had one who was better, and then traded him away, I was like, eh. I would say the Timberwolves. I don't know how I feel about their draft. They didn't really- Walker Kessler. I get he's a good like rim protector, but he is not athletic at all. No, he the only I I think, at, at if they don't have someone around him to like help him out, I I do not think that he, he was worthy of going that high. I mean, I get he's a good rim protector and all, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not the That's highest. Towards the end, there was just a ton of um. I just don't understand. I'm looking at this. yeah. There was a lot of players at the end that I just did not know. I was like, where did some of these players go? Um, we got our guy Isaiah Brockington, former Penn State and Indy Lion, going to the Pelicans. You know, the Pelicans just love to get players we like. Uh, Kofi Coburn, a guy that we saw live, who we realize has no basketball skill whatsoever. <laughs> Goes to that was the Utah Jazz. Yes, just showing how much of a terrible organization they are. It, this this proves the, the theory about the Jazz. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find anything else. Like, was there a player that you that was drafted up the up top that you were just like, this was a terrible pick? Yeah, I, I have to say it's probably Walker Kessler. I, I didn't I, – I mean, maybe this was just me not knowing, but I did not recognize the name Jake LaRavia. So okay, maybe, so that's – that's I another, just missed him when we were talking about prospects. He legitimately was not projected that high. Okay, because I did – like, we I saw that pick, and I was like, I, I genuinely do not recognize that name. And I was like, did I miss something? So that was a guy that was kind of like, oh, what? Um, So, yeah. Uh, I mean, Usman Dieng, I didn't recognize, but um, I, f- I feel like he was more of a, a project. Yeah, I mean. But, again, the Knicks didn't keep him. So, yeah, I would have to say, like, Jake LaRavia, just because I didn't recognize him, and then uh, I, I think Walker Kessler went a little, well, a little high. Peyton Watson. Peyton Watson was a, a surprising. Uh, I didn't, because he's like, he didn't play. And, and again, one more. EJ Liddell, I thought was going to go higher. Which we, but I guess it's more of his. And Jaden Hardy was, I thought was going to go higher. I would say for EJ, it's more of his. Um, he kind of is like almost like Luca Garza in terms of like. Uh, although I do, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think, I think he was a first round talent. He was. I, in my opinion, he was. But Luca Garza was not the first round talent. Luca Garza was great offensively. <laughs> That's it. Um, now yeah, let's talk I think, about. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we're in Barclays, but we had to leave. But let's talk about someone who was who has to stay now. Yeah, uh, he chose to stay. He chose to stay. Kyrie Irving. Um, he opted in to the 
to his uh, $36.5 million option with yes. the Nets. Um, he was never going to opt out. I love me and you had the conversation earlier that said he was going to opt out and take less to play for the. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not thinking about that. It's kind of silly. I mean, I still it, stand by the fact that I don't think he was going to the Clippers. I, 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 cause I said, it, I, I honestly, he's either going to go to the Lakers or he's going to stay with the Nets. I didn't think any other place was a realistic possibility. I, well, the thing is with the Clippers, I just felt like they had, if they were to, that it was the only team, in my opinion, that could offer a legitimate signing trade. Right. But, and on their end, Kyrie does not fit their locker room. No, of course not. I, uh, but, he doesn't fit much. He doesn't well, fit his the, locker well, room. Also, it, he's played with that coach before. He's played with Ty Lue before. I don't, I don't think. That would have mattered. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, but I don't think that would have mattered. Like, uh, I just, I mean, I think the Clippers need a guy who can kind of be a, who is their point guard? I, I can't, who, I forget. Like, who runs the floor? Is it, doesn't Kawhi usually run the floor if he's healthy? Or, yeah, but, the, but like, don't healthy. you want someone else to run the, I feel like it would be better if someone else ran the floor and let Kawhi kind of, do his own thing after the fact. Well, they don't forget they have PG thirteen. Exactly. Like who? But who run? Who is their point guard? Their point guard is Reggie Jackson. Oh, Reggie Jackson's a great point guard for them. Oh yeah, but like I feel like that nice veteran guy who can. Well, I think they're going to be. Kyrie, wor- Kyrie worked with the Clippers and like on on paper because he brings an offensive uh, uh, presence there. Like they don't. The, the, the Clippers the have the defense square. They they have that squared away. They didn't need so Kyrie's d- defensive limitations wouldn't have affected them. Like if he would have went What's to that? the the Lakers, that, uh, <laughs> if he would have went to like who else? Who, who else was there? the Heat? He wasn't providing much defense there, but the, well, the Clippers the don't too. didn't need that. So I think it would have fit on paper, but. It just didn't work locker room chemistry wise. So. Well, also there was only one team that was interested in even of course exploring a sign and trade the Lakers. I don't know. Again, well, they weren't they weren't offering anyone. Like again, I said this to you. Like, what is a, a trade package of Russell Westbrook, a first and THT? That like the, the Nets aren't going to take that. Like, no matter how much you think the front office has bottled this whole experiment, I don't think they're dumb enough to take that trade. So Kyrie going back to the Nets is the most like, yeah, I don't know what was all what this all the smoke was about. It was well, he told the Athletic, normal people keep the worlds going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. See you in the fall, a eleven or something like that. I hope he dares to be different in the fact that he buys into this team and is <sighs> locked in. Well, he's no longer to eligible for a sign and trade. Well, I, th- I think um, now is probably what's going to happen is he's going to play this season, see what happens if, and then he can go sign another contract somewhere else if he wants to, or you know, re-sign with the Nets. Like, well, again, he uh, only played twenty nine games this past season. Uh, pl- averaged twenty seven point four points, five point eight assists, and four point four rebounds. He had forty points in at least four games, and he had sixty against the Magic. I, I don't I don't think that he's a t- uh he's not washed. People who say Kyrie's washed is they're just 
mistaken. Well, I don't um, skill wise, he's not washed, but at the at this present time, Kyrie unfortunately is not a reliable player. Due to his of his injury, due, due to his injury history. Okay. And I, I think mean, that you can't just ignore his shoulder injury that has like it's a link. It, it's probably going to be a lingering shoulder injury. Well, that's the thing. If you want to, it's so interesting too that we talk about the Ky- Kyrie's injury as if like Kevin Durant, especially yeah, like Kevin, is also injury. Like that's part of the reason why these Nets, this Nets team hasn't succeeded, is because Kyrie has been injured. Most of the time, Kevin has been injured. Most of the time, well, Kevin got injured. James Harden was injured, and as James Harden wasn't injured, no, James Harden was injured. However, the James Harden situation, I feel like, was a lot different considering the fact that James Harden was more or less like, I, I, the James Harden and Ben Simmons situations, you, you, you have to treat them with like a lot of like weirdness because of how weird they were. But when it comes to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant came into started playing with the Nets coming off of like an Achilles injury. Right. That he sustained. And he had an MVP caliber season. Yeah. And then and he, he finished think, like, yeah. Yeah. He, had, he finished top three, I think, in MVP voting. And then last year, he had the injury that took him out for like a significant amount of time. But at the same time, I think the Nets composition just needs to, they, they, I don't know what they need to do. I do. But they need to add. I know what they need to do. What do they need to do? One, they need to have everyone be locked in and and actually like one hundred percent effort. So Kyrie, I don't. Know. There's a lot of people there. Because yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie needs to like. Does Kyrie want to win? Then he needs to like you know, not be off doing every like. Ben Simmons needs to figure his shit out. Yeah, and I think that if Ben Simmons can come back and play, and they have Kyrie. And they have Kevin and Ben Simmons, and hopefully they can all stay healthy. And they go out and get a bunch of shooters and defenders, nice two way, like nice three and D players. I think that they can contend, but they need to make like significant moves in terms of getting defensive pieces. I would love to see what a Reggie Bullock trade would look like because Kyrie is not providing much for you defensively. Kevin is not providing much for you defensively. Ben Simmons, if Ben Simmons can get on the court. He provides a ton for you defensively, yes. and I think would help them out a lot and be able to facilitate because he doesn't need to be uh, – he doesn't need to go out and get you a bucket. He, that, he's not there for that. He can facilitate and can facilitate and defend. And I think go out and get maybe another wing who can defend and shoot. And like, Well, Matisse Tybel's up there considering he's ooh. eligible for a four-year, $114 million contract extension. So I, I think that if they, they can wild. go out and do that, if if like they can stay healthy and Ben Simmons can come back, I, I think that they can contend and win a championship. But that's a lot of ifs. Well, the NBA is a, a league of ifs. That's right. that's really the situation. Um, I think the Nets that if they were to lose Kyrie, I think it's good that Kyrie opted in because yeah. I think he realized he in a sign. The, the Nets give him the best opportunity to win. Yes, and not only that, for both situations, for both parties. It's better if both team if they stayed together, because to be honest, if the if the Nets were to lose Kyrie and KD, this would be and I I feel like you you said it wasn't it depends on what they get back in a potential trade like their future isn't marred but like the NBA is a for the Nets for some reason over the 
the the course of their existence they've always been in win now mode um and they've never truly embraced the rebuild and this is would be the second time in the last 10 years that they didn't embrace the rebuild and it ended up costing them a lot and if the best you could get out of kevin durant and kyrie irving is a second round exit yeah i mean i guess you gotta like I guess how I'm thinking about it is that Kevin and Kyrie coming in free agency and the James Harden trade are two separate things. Yeah, no, of course. I, if, I, Ke- that- if Kevin and Kyrie left, technically, you're actually, if you traded them away, technically, you're getting more than what, like, they came. Well, the Kevin and Kyrie, the Kevin and Kyrie situation, I call that a situation that involves, you know, them dismantling the, um, Hey, they uh, they traded Jared Allen because KD and Kyrie wanted DeAndre Jordan, and they they, they, they let DeAndre Russell walk because they got Kyrie. That's a, but like, so that's I think a separate whole thing from James Hart, like losing who was it? Um, Karis LeVert, um, Karis LeVert, D'Angelo Russell, not De, not D'Angelo Russell. Um, who whoever was in that whole James Harden trade, all those pieces wasn't Jared, actually Jared Allen was in that trade, wasn't he? But that whole thing is a separate thing from the yeah. Kyrie and Kevin. Because technically, if you really want to like split hairs, if they left for via trade, the Nets are actually getting pieces back. Well, not- I would I would say this: the I the James, James Harden, Harden trade, the James Harden trade has fucked them more than the Kevin and Kevin and Kyrie leaving. Because the Rockets own like the Nets' next ten picks. Yeah, I would say. They, they have Ben Simmons, who by himself is not good. It's so it's so crazy too because I feel like again we're gonna have to. And James Harden, I think he is a free agent this year, and he has to make the decision whether or not he wants to resign with Philly. But I think you know, and we're gonna have to um, visit you know the idea if James Harden is truly a locker room cancer or whatnot. That's <laughs> just the the we need to do a tournament. Who's the biggest locker room cancer in the NBA? Um, because James Harden would definitely, the James Harden trade definitely um, would have messed them up. And I didn't, I really did not dislike the James Harden Philly trade. No, I just think he should have went there first instead of even going there. I think he should have went there in the first place. I would say, but I would say it's good that they, he, he, they traded him to, because it kind of not negated the, what the damage that the Houston trade did, but it gave you Seth Curry and it gave you Ben Simmons. Which hopefully Ben Simmons plays, but you don't know that. That's the thing. Uh, uh, I mean, again, if he does play, I'm very high on the Nets. Possible, like the the potential that they can contend. Yeah, I'm not low on the. I still think the Nets are a legitimate contender. Dysfunction and all, they're still contender. They just need to make moves. They're I, not like. I have them like third. Yeah, go get Rocco. Go get Reggie Bullock. Those are moves you make. Deal the Clippers team. There you go. <laughs> go. Those are moves you make on the margins. Uh, go get Frank Nitakina. He's a free agent this there year. There you go. That would like, be like go get defensive players. They need because Kyrie and Kevin at this point aren't playing much defense. So you go need, get a real go get a real center because Andre Drummond is not, not no. cutting it. Nick Claxton, he's you might you gotta resign Nick Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton. Don't. So. Um, um, go to go go out there see what's in the center market. Who, who, see, who else, someone else is a free agent. See if Chris Boucher is available. Like go go. These are these are moves that the Nets need to make. The Nets need to start 
acting like a team. This is the problem with teams that make blockbuster trades. Make moves on the margins. That's how you win championships. Mm. You know? It's marginal things, not a gigantic trade that's going to win you things. Um, and speaking of gigantic trades that do win you things, though, uh, the Raptors traded DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard a couple of years ago. Exactly. And they got them a championship. How because this has nothing to do with anything going on in the NBA. Huh? This, is just, this has just come up from a debate that we were having. Yes. Like, this has nothing to do with any current NBA. Unless Rudy Gobert ends up becoming the right. This This is just a, a conversation that we were having that sparked a nice debate. And now you can continue. I would say I told you that in the, on the Chicago Bulls team, DeMar DeRozan is the number one. To which you replied, no. Zach Levine is the number. Which you reply? I thought that, and then I re, then I thought again, and I've decided that neither of them are the number one. They're both better as twos, and that there is no number one, quote unquote, on this team. That is actually a, so. Demar Derozan is the number one on this team, but is he a number one? Yes, he's a number one. No, I. I truly don't understand. Are you t- you literally? I think you literally told me, Demar Derozan has never been a number one. And to which I replied, he has Are- not shown the ability to be a number one option on a championship team. Okay, and to which I replied to you, what are you talking about? Because I legitimately think he is. He's a three-time All NBA player and a five-time okay. All Star. Okay. He is okay. with Toronto. He was a number one. The Let's talk that, about Toronto. Okay, so Let's talk about Toronto because I remember distinctly that Toronto was LeBron's bitch <laughs> for a good part of his entire time in Cleveland. Okay, but that that, that has say. nothing to do but, with But I'm just saying like DeMar in Toronto who was the number 1 option, right? Yes. Was not good enough to win them a title as the number 1 option. And so when the Raptors had the opportunity to get Kawhi Leonard, who is a number one guy, they took that opportunity and they won a championship because of it. I truly don't. I truly don't think it's as, as nuanced as you, as you're, you're saying it right now. And but, then he went to, the, there's so many factors that went into Kawhi winning I, that championship. Yeah. But Kawhi literally took that team. And carried them to the finals. Uh, I wouldn't say that. There's a, Pascal Siakam became the player that he was. Pascal Siakam was the number two that year and turned into a beast in the um, playoffs. They got okay. lucky. Before I continue, oh. I just want to say that I don't hate DeMar DeRozan. It does seem like you do. I think it does seem like very, you do. I think he is a very efficient mid-range shooter. He's a very efficient shooter. No, he's not a good three-point shooter. And that's you the problem. Have, I, no, okay, so your problem is that he doesn't take three point shots. He has limitations. That's fine. That's fine. Every player has limitation. Every superstar. Nah, no. Some players are just better than everyone else, and they can okay. transcend those limitations. Nikola Jokic is not a three point shooter. Yeah, but Nikola Jokic is like one of the best players in the NBA, and you can point to him and be like, "Yeah, he's one of the best players in the NBA." Giannis is a terrible three-point shooter. Giannis can win a playoff series on his own and pull, take a team to the finals as the number one option. DeMar DeRozan. As the number one option. Giannis never had to face LeBron. 
Oh my God. Anyway, let me continue. I just don't think DeMar DeRozan is good enough to be a number one option on a team. I truly don't because understand. Because he has it. severe limitations as a three as a shooter. So you need to surround him with a bunch of guys who can shoot I truly for don't, him to win. That's not true. I really yes, don't it, think that. Okay, like, the and thing when is he went to the Spurs, what did the Spurs, what did he do on the Spurs? He turned into a fan, uh, fantastic facilitator. And he was still scoring very efficiently. Did they win anything? No, because he went to the Spurs in the time of a rebuild. That wasn't, and they made the, but they made, and they made the playoffs. That was, I don't think. Here's my thing with DeMar DeRozan. I don't think he can be a number one guy on a championship team. I think he's better as a second option. I, there's, there's, there's only a certain amount of guys who I can comfortably say can be a number one option on a team that can go out there and win you a playoff series. I think DeMar DeRozan can win you a playoff series. I don't, well, he didn't. Because he got ran into LeBron. No, I'm talking about this year against the Bucks. The, who was he? There was no one but else on his team. Zach Levine was healthy. Zach Levine was not 100%. Don't he was, I, you can't, now you're making excuses. I'm not making excuses. DeMar had a, even, even despite the fact that Zach Levine. Why didn't Giannis win, a, win, win his playoff series? DeMar, Giannis went to the finals the year before and won. Oh my gosh. Giannis and never dominated. had to play LeBron, bro. Giannis never. What does that have to do with anything? Because you're saying that the reason that they went and got Kawhi is because they realized they couldn't win. With they did. They literally, I, they realized yes, that while that, while that is true, and Kyle Lowry were never going to win them a championship, and they realized that. So they went out and got a true number one guy well, who could Kawhi Leonard elevate was, them. Kawhi Leonard was a, is a better defender, granted a better, somewhat of a better score. I, I don't know. We'll see that. And a better three-point shooter than Tamar. But that doesn't mean Tamar is not a number one. So you would feel comfortable if Tamar DeRozan was the best guy on a championship winning team. I'd be 100% comfortable. Would you be comfortable if Jimmy Butler was the best guy in a championship winning team? Yeah, because Jimmy Butler goes out there and wins the <laughs> playoff series. Okay. DeMar can go out there and win the playoff series too. No, he can't. Yes, he, I legitimately think he can. Jimmy, well, I saw this, this, this season against the Bucks. He was terrible. DeMar DeFrozen, ring a bell. <laughs> And then in his tenure with the Spurs, yeah, I get they were going to a rebuild. They only made the playoffs. They didn't even, they barely challenged for the playoffs. So like, what? okay. So when was the last time you saw DeMar DeRozan do anything in the playoffs? Like five years ago? Not five. Okay. You are wildly underrating DeMar like that. Underrating Uh, him. I just don't think he's a number one guy. DeMar DeRozan. A number one guy to me is Giannis. Is Luca like guys who I feel comfortable who can go out there and lift a team and make them better and win you a playoff series or win you multiple playoff series? DeMarto Rosen does not have that ability because he has limitations. That means he needs another, he needs certain pieces around him to be great. Every play, every player needs certain pieces around him to be great. I, I don't, I think there are a handful of players who. Don't. Then that makes them well. That's what separates the superstars from the stars. That, well, I'm that. That's what separates the number one 
option on a championship team than a, a number no. two option. Like no. I, I truly, bull- I think Demar. If I think okay, let's say Demar Nikola Vucevic is traded for Rudy Gobert right now, okay. and he's a liability. The Bulls make the Bulls make the finals. Okay, so it's not just Rudy Gobert. Lonzo Ball would have to be healthy. Yes. If they so have wait, a, why is there? Uh, my question is, why is there an ast- Why is there a now condition here? Because I think Lonzo is a big part of why the Bulls were good last year. His defensive uh, capabilities and oh, I his- forgot they had Patrick Patrick Williams too. Let's hate. I think really helped them out a lot and when he was injured they got worse and yes you're 100 they really didn't beat a lot of good teams in the east last year um so if they had a starting five of lonzo levine uh, is demar at this point in the four or the three demar is listed as a power forward on he, he's moved all across the floor his entire career so honestly <laughs> he got patrick williams as well don't forget him okay so i'll put where do you think Patrick Williams should go to three or the four? The uh, put him at the four. Okay, so Demar's at the three, Patrick Williams at the four. If he's not traded in a potential Rudy Gobert trade, and then Rudy Gobert at the five. Ooh, Patrick, they would have to give a Patrick. Yeah, because I so who else do they have there? Oh my Where's gosh! Oh the, my gosh! I call this. I call this breaking news. John Wall is signing with the Los Angeles Clippers once he clears waivers. Oh. I called this this morning. This morning I called. I did. I, we yo, we talked about this. I did say the Clippers. I saw. I mean, anyway, your four best players would be Lonzo, Demar, Levine, and Rudy Gobert, right? Yeah. So, again, oh, and Caruso would be there on the, as a the sixth man. Unless you move, but Demar Derozan's the best out of those players. Okay, but I, again, he needs players around him who can defend and shoot. And honestly, you could argue that Zach Levine would be the best player on that team. I no, Demar Derozan's better than Zach Levine. Okay, like they're pretty darn close. They're not darn close. Don't don't do that. Demar Rosen is better than Zach Levine. In terms of a tier, they're pretty close. And Zach Levine could be better than Demar Rosen in the playoffs, and you don't know that. But bottom line is, I don't think that team's winning a championship. That's, that's okay. Well, you can let's agree to disagree. Because again, they meet Giannis. A true number one. Oh my god, that's. I think number one. I think there's few true number ones in the East. That's 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 the whole point of this. Is I'm telling you that there's only a few true number ones. But I think Demarcus is the number one. I don't think he's I, like. I don't think he's a necessarily your true number one, aka a superstar. He's he's a number one, but there are severe limitations that you have to work around. I think you also need to put a little more respect on the third leading scorer in the NBA or the. He was, I think he led the NBA in scoring this year, actually. Okay. No, that was Joel Embiid. But he was up there, so. Yeah, and I'm just telling you that he need, he needs shooters around him. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about the breaking news that just happened. John Wall with the Clippers. Uh-huh. 
good move. I th- just like I said, they need a facilitator. <laughs> a facilitator, a, guy, a good defender. A guy to run the floor. Who's not axed the score. Exactly. It's great. I think I did call. I little. I think we did say. I did say this. this good, good too. move for the Clippers, who are going to win the West next year because they have a true number one, Kawhi Leonard. If he uh, stays, of course. And Paul George. Oh, I love Paul George. If he stays healthy, of course. <laughs> well, I think they took the year off. They're fine. They're fine. But yeah, they're like the Warriors. Took the year off. Yeah. A lot of huge NBA center. Oh, I want um, I was gonna say I think Paul George is closer to him, is better as a second option, but I won't. Get That's in. no. Then you'd you'd actually be crazy. Okay. Well, You're not is, gonna talk about a guy who finished third in MVP voting. Okay. See, that doesn't matter though. It's if you can put a team on your back. Paul George has done that. Has he won? Oh, he did with the Pacers. I'm sorry. I'm disrespecting old Paul George. That I'm. I'm you are disrespecting it. the hell out of Paul I'm George. I'm disrespecting that. I'm gonna stop right there. I'm gonna stop right there and say I'm. I apologize, Paul George. And you I, are disrespecting. I, I'm, take, I'm, ta- I'm taking that back immediately. Yes, that was, that was wrong of me, and and unfair. So I take that back immediately. So the Clippers back are gonna. Ha- they have two number ones who are gonna win the NBA Finals. Sheesh, chillax. We can slander Jamar DeRozan here, but not Paul George. No, 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 Jamar slander. Uh, please, uh, slant. No, I'm doing it. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think he's a number one option. I feel like that. I feel like those two things can be true. I don't think so. I, what? I think he could be a number one option. He won't be. You can't label him a. "Quote unquote superstar" at this stage of his career, but he's a number one option. Big NBA centered podcast today. Anyway, I have one more. Se- no, I'm doing the segment. I don't care that you were. Oh, fuck you. Okay, I we're need you to do segment. That. We're gonna rank. It's called Let's Rank. <laughs> it's Let's Rank Blank, and then we're just gonna pick a random topic. And this week, I've decided since the Patriots, uh release their new or not new their returning throwback helmets um i thought that would be cool if we did our favorite throwback helmets you know first off they did that aren't they doing their entire throwback they should, uniform they should do their entire throwback because that is one of the most sexiest uniforms i've ever seen Pat patriot should make a a permanent return just be their regular uniform jeez no, let's talk let's talk about your 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 I can. I already th- thought of some. I don't know. If, do you have a Do you have a list ranking? Down? I have a top three. Yeah. Okay. I just made my top three just now. In my I head. have some honorable mentions, but maybe you'll have them on your list. So I'll wait. Okay. Um. My first. My my number three <clears throat> is the Denver Broncos. That was my number with, three as well. The orange D and like the horse. Um. Those things are great, and I want them to return. They they do. They have a throwback version of them that they've been using like. I think with our color rush, maybe. Yeah, but it's not. It's I not quite those. the same. I love those though. Um, my number two is the Miami Dolphin with the dolphin. The dolphin with the helmet. I love that one. It's a so cute much. one. It's, it's I wanted. I, I just wanted to be their permanent and pair that with their throwback jersey. I wonder if your number one that is going to be one of the best jerseys in the NFL. My number one. I hope it's not going to be what I think it is. Is the one that. Just not just was announced a couple weeks ago. Oh, Xy Red Falcons, Falcons helmet. It's so beautiful. 
I love it. My number one was going to be a toss up between the old Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was my album, man. Or the, I would say, the old Jets ones are really good. Yeah, with the yeah, I like those and the Eagles, the Kelly Green ones are pretty nice. Aren't they? Aren't the Eagles bringing back the Kelly Green? I hope so. It's gonna be gonna be a very interesting. The Falcons, the Falcons have done. They might be shit next year. They'll look good doing it. They will look hella. Kyle Pitts in that red Falcons helmet. Oh, that's gonna be great. My goodness. Plug us out, Logan, since we just done Let's Rank Blank. Let's Rank Blank. I, I mean, if you have a better idea for a game, I, I just couldn't think of it. Let's Rank dot, dot, dot. Um, but, yeah, if make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, and like this video if you actually watch it. And then subscribe or follow our Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Stick to Sports and TikTok at Stick to Sports. And then follow us at Logan Bork and Scrodige on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Now, actually, you know, check out all content on sticksportsnetwork.com. And YouTube. And YouTube. Yep. Uh, more content coming this summer. Oh, so much contact. Rank season is literally next month. Jeez. Are you ready? Oh. Oh, jeez. A whole month of let's rank blank. You know what? People like listening to the topics. They do. They do. So I've heard from our non-listeners. <laughs> they say, you know what, Logan? I don't give a shit about sports, but you know, I liked when you talked about blank and I was like, okay, let me try to do something about that. Yes. This let's rank blank was a sports related one, but does that it doesn't have to be next episode. It could be fruit. It could be movies. It could be games. I don't care, but the, the people have spoken. Noah. We got to listen to spoken. people. Gotta listen to the people. And we gotta listen to the people. If they want something different, you know that people like the cold opens because they're not sports related. They're just us talking about stuff. Yeah, that's true. So why don't we begin and end the pod with something random so they have an incentive to listen <laughs> the entire way. Listen to it. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. All I'm right, just right. I'm just looking out for the people. All right. You know? Well, on that note, this has been the Stick Sports Podcast, where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It was Noah. It was Logan. I hate gigantic trades. Make moves on the margin, GMs. I'm not an NBA GM. I can't I can't tell you what to do. But thank you for listening. I can tell you. Don't have DeMar DeRozan. This is the Sports Podcast oh with Noah and Logan. <laughs> <laughs>